You're listening to Holistic Living with Hazel, where you are informed, educated, and empowered to live your best holistic life. Holistic Living with Hazel. How is everyone doing on this Thursday? Guys, you know what? Let me tell y'all something. I'm excited. Y'all know I stay on, on 10 anyway, but I am so excited because we have, if you've been watching and following Holistic Living with Hazel, we have a phenomenal three-part series show called The Plight of the Black Family. And I have some phenomenal guests in the studio today. But you all know, before we get started on that and meeting our co-hosts, because they're not guests, they're co-hosts. You guys know my format is that I don't have any guests. I have co-hosts. They just happen to be co-hosts with expertise. That's what it is. But before we get into that and meeting them, um, I want you all to know that I welcome you all to the show. If you, um, there are different ways that you can reach the show and to watch the show at Holistic Living with Hazel on Facebook um, as well as Instagram. Then watching the show, you can also listen to iHeartRadio, 1100 AM and The Real 1100 AM. And I just want to thank also my guest from afar, uh, Dallas, Texas, New York, Alabama. I just want to thank you all uh, for tuning in. I promise you this show is, is guaranteed to be not only powerful, but it's going to be impactful. And prayerfully, as you all know, I want to have takeaways. I want you to be able to watch the show and be able to take away some things that you can that can help you in your daily and living your best holistic life. So let's get it cracking and meet our guest. And the show. Why y'all quiet? Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Y'all quiet. Y'all quiet on me. <laughs> it's your show. We 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 waiting for you to. Uh-uh, it's our show. Okay. It is our show. Thank you, Jay. That's hello. It's our show. Yes. So wait a minute, guys. So um, we're gonna go ahead and start the introductions. But first, I want to. Well, we're gonna at the same time. We're gonna turn this uh, tripod probably. Just for our Facebook Live viewers, this way, uh huh, so that we can see everybody. Um, I probably will fix it. Okay, yeah, it kind of messed up. Um, there it goes. There it goes. There it goes. There it goes. And we'll fix it a little bit for those that are listening and viewing um, Facebook Live and Instagram Live. We'll fix the track back. I want y'all to see not just me, but I want y'all to see also our guest as well, our co-host. Okay, so let's start from, let's see, where I want to start from? Let's, let's start, start at my left, my left, you want to start at my left, introductions? That's fine. Okay, 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 let's go, let's go, my left or your, y'all left? <laughs> oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute, I have, there's a special guest in the studio, y'all. Let me tell y'all, my bestie came to support me, can we get a hand clap, can we get a hand clap? Shelly is here. Thank you, Shelly, for coming out and supporting me. God, support means everything, okay? We often, yeah, it we does. often put our, a lot of our energy on haters. Let's not do that no more. Right. Mm. Let's celebrate another point. Yeah, yeah. Let's give them 
too and much power. Too much, too much. Yes. And y- y'all have y'all heard like you know people say that we should stop worrying about who's not here right. and, and concentrate and love that who are mm-hmm. right. And they often are people who we expect, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, I'm 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 blessed that Shelly's always here. You know, I can't. You know, yeah. for real, I'm we can't get rid of each other. <laughs> she the nurse. She the doctor. She the lawyer. She she everything. Okay. And I appreciate you, Shelly. <laughs> okay, we're gonna start to my left. My left. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it, Miss uh, Judge. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. I am Judge Fatima Elamine from the DeKalb County Juvenile Court, and it is an honor to be here with Holistic Living with Uh Hazel, and I'm just happy to be able to unwind a little bit today. You know, normally I'm always on the bench, and it's kind of, you know, real, real serious, and so I am really just thankful to be here and just talk with these ladies and our the lovely gentleman that's on the way, I yes. guess. Because one of our guests is late, okay? I just want y'all to know that. So, Facebook Live, y'all going to see somebody creeping in. But it's okay. It's, it's all okay. good. It's yeah. all good. Fatima, I'm so glad to have you here. I mean, Fatima, I must say that, um, again, this is what we're talking about, proximity is power. When I called Fatima, Fatima didn't ask no questions. She was like, I got you. And yep. I'm just so thankful, so yep. thankful. And, all right, let's get it, Miss Tanya. Hello, hello, Facebook. I am Latanya Hawkins. Um, me and Hazel, we go way, way back. <laughs> so I'm excited to be here tonight. We know this topic is near and dear to many of our hearts, the black family, the plight of the black family. So I'm just excited. I'm, it's a privilege to be here amongst these beautiful queens in front of me. And um, so I'm here to just join in on the conversation, on the fun. I'm so excited. And I'm a licensed professional counselor. I'm also a professional school counselor. So um, I'll talk a lot about the mental health and education and just loving all of that. But thank you, Hazel. <laughs> thank you, Tanya. Also, I mean, you know, I could go on and on about these ladies. But Tanya, same thing. I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to coerce. I didn't have to say none of that. All I had to do was say, Tanya, I need you. And she was like, I got you. And Tanya, I'm so grateful. So grateful. Thank you, Hazel. Yes, man. Here she got. <laughs> Here I am. Um, good evening, everyone. I am Candace Patterson. I am a certified life coach and a certified clinical trauma specialist and a mental health clinician who got her start at DeKalb Juvenile Court. So it's an honor to um, be here with Judge Latima. Um I am the owner of I Care Alliance, which stands for I Create a Reverse Effect. I think everything starts with you. Mm-hmm. And so it is an honor and a privilege to come here and to um, support holistic living with Hazel because I believe that it is a holistic approach to mm-hmm. changing yourself as well as when you change yourself, we can change the community. Yes. So thank you, thank you, thank you for thinking about yeah. me and um, letting me contribute to this wonderful um Plight, um, of the black family. of the black family. My honor. It's my honor, y'all, to have y'all here. Um, we are um at the place of you know it's do or die right now for our community. Um, and we talk about you know we could sit here and talk about the rhetoric that we hear constantly every single day about how we got to a place. We all have our different opinions. I call it opinions. I'm gonna be nice today. We have our different opinions on um what we consider why we got in a place of economic, whether it's mental health, economics, um, 
uh, politics, whatever the case may be. But what holistic living is today, guys, and I've talked to each and every one of you all and those who uh, listen to me and watch me, it's solution focused. We are at the point where people want to know what do we do now? Where do we go from here? Right. Right. And that is what we're going to do and take away from today is I we want we're going to get answers, not all the answers, because no one has all the answers. Mm -hmm. No one. We But what we can do is we can unpeel that onion, as we say, in mental health. And we can get to as close as we can. And then guess what? Once we they know, then somebody else will tell what they know. Then somebody else tell what they know. Then we can begin that healing process. And that's what it's about. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. So what we're going to do now, um, uh, Candy, is turn this around just a little. I'll tell you when. Right there. Okay? All right. So, again, our focus today is on the – oh, and let me let you guys know that, again, we are going to have um, – I'll go ahead and introduce him. It's um, Derek Hill. Um, he is the um, CEO and owner of Hill Chase LLC as well as he is the mentoring manager for the Steve and Marjorie um, Harvey Foundation. And so he is running a little late, but he will be in. And we are excited to have him as a guest and to for him to lead, um, lend his expertise as well. Okay? And Hazel. Yeah. Since I'm a co-host. You're a co-host. Um, <laughs> Can we get that fan up? Because this, yeah. this co-host mm-hmm. is hot. <laughs> it's real hot. It's real, real hot. Okay, Shelly, I'm going to put you to work. Yes. So can you plug this up for me? And then we're going to sit it right here. Yes, He's going to be Derek thank um, you. until Derek come, and then we'll still just slide it and keep it right there. Shelly trying to creep, y'all. Facebook <laughs> see you, okay? Radio don't see you, but Facebook see you, okay? All right. And then we're gonna put it up here mm-hmm. on the table. On the table, because right I had knocked it over. Ooh, yes, thank okay. you. Okay, all oh, right, oh. y'all ready? We are ready. We're ready. Okay, Let's get started. So our oh. focus today, our focus today, guys, is on the underserved community um, in America today, <clears throat> and we're gonna get kind of serious right now um, and get into why we're here. Um, statistics prove that we are underserved. So let's talk about that word. Blacks tend to have the highest unemployment rate of all ethnic groups according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor. Incarceration rate among black race, around, among the black race are amongst the highest in the U.S. along with Puerto, Rico, Puerto Rican Americans, Native and the Native Americans, according to the U.S. Bureau of Justice and Statistics. Blacks graduating from college is 42%. 59% of black males graduate from college among the lowest population in the country. And economically, we make up 54% of either poor or fair credit. That's deep, y'all. When we talk about the holistic view of this, yes, that's deep. Right. Yes. Um, And I forgot one statistic that um, Mm -hmm. I didn't run, but I I think I should run it during the commercial. And that's the uh, percentage of married couples and divorced couples, Uh, because that makes when we talk about the structure of a family and what you believe in the structure of a family. That's a that's a statistic that we need to put out there. So during a break, I am going to look that up. Okay. Okay. And we often bring other races to come in to fix. (laughs) Our problems, don't we? But I'm here to tell you guys, we are the only people that can fix our problems. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I'm going to say that again. We are the only people that can fix our problems. Today, we will bring some solutions and we'll bring some takeaways for our listeners today. I think we all can agree that this pattern that we're, you know, that I just discussed and the vices that led to the, the statistics that were just read are all things that, you know, are tearing us apart, tearing our families <coughs> apart, making it, a, making our families with that, you know, that head says we are successful, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that we also need to talk about what we feel about the structure and dynamic of a family. And I'm just going to throw this out here like a jump ball in basketball, right? Anybody can answer this and jump in. What do you feel is your is the breakdown of the black structure of the family? Well, well, I'm going to I'm going to answer that, but I'm not going to totally answer that because I when I was thinking on my way coming here today, I was thinking about we always hear about so many negative things about the black family. Mm-hmm. And I've been making an observation about black men for the last few years and I often tell my dad and my uncles you know what men in my generation and the younger generations have gotten something right that our daddies and granddaddies didn't mm. and so when we talk about so I want to give brothers this prop uh-huh. these props first because when we talk about fathers who are actually present uh. men today are much more present as fathers Yes. Than our fathers and grandfathers were. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, and what I mean by that is, when I was growing up, daddy went out, went to work. You saw him. You might see him in the morning when you woke up. Mm-hmm. You might see him at the dinner table, but often not because he was still working. Mm-hmm. And you usually would see him right before you went to bed. There was no hands-on parenting for the most part from fathers. Mm-hmm. But today... Even though they were in the home, right, they were the right. financial providers. Right. Mm-hmm. But today, it is so common to see fathers pushing strollers. Mm-hmm. The fathers are with the kids at the sports games and the extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. And and that is something beautiful. Because right. even though my dad was in the home per se, he, my mother had the 100% parenting yes, time. Right. And yes. so I, I have to acknowledge brothers today yes. because it makes my heart smile whenever I see a daddy out with his kids because yes. I didn't grow up like that. Yes. I knew my daddy was going to make sure the bills got paid, <laughs> but he wasn't taking me to dance class and sitting there all day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I want to start with that and say let's let's acknowledge where we have made yes. some strides. Yes. And yes. we often are hard on the brothers, and I know we're going to get to some of that later, <laughs> yeah. but I wanted to start with yeah. that acknowledgement at least. Yes, uh, that's good. That's real good. That's I'm real glad good. you said that because there's actually an article that I read last week, and um, for those of you that are out there, you can Google it, and it's says out of any group african-american males are the most involved wow. in their mm. families so there wow. is information out there to back up what judge is saying and when i read that i got excited because i too um have decided to be a <coughs> champion for the black male instead yes. of us focusing on everything that's not going on because there is a narrative that's being pushed mm-hmm. that if we don't dig deep enough we're we buy into it and mm-hmm. we will think our men are um not involved or have mm-hmm. abandoned the families mm-hmm. however 
once we start doing our digging and once we start reading, we find that there's a different reality yes. out there that we forego because we're not willing to we accept yes. what is put out there um, before us. But I, too, want to piggyback um, learning from the court about structure. What she's saying is very valid because there were times where I had a single mom come in with her young male and she was doing a phenomenal job and it may have been um, a minor offense that brought them in, maybe a trespassing, etc. But then I would have a child to come in breaking into houses, um, stealing cars, and two parents were in the home. But mm-hmm. guess what? Dad was working all the time. So yeah. I have this thing when I do assessments, etc., where I'm finding it's not so much of the structure as it is parents being present. Real good. Real um, good. Whether it's a exactly. male, is mom or dad, kids need parents to be present, yes. not just in the home, but emotionally present, yes. mentally present. Yes. And um, I'm not going to get too ahead of myself because I know you got some on questions. Yes. But um, that was a great segue of what the structure of the family looks like. Yeah. So we, what we summed up is the fact that, you know, we're not we're not going to feed into the narrative that sometimes plagues mm-hmm. our community, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, where we know that there are things, right? Um, but let's just be careful not to allow the narrative to be given to sway our thought processes mm-hmm. because we know that's what the media does. Right. I, I'm always on the media, always, mm-hmm. and I'm always on people to make sure that they don't <coughs> fall prey to um, what the media, because what does the media do? They, whatever whatever side they want to come on, right, or they're representing, mm-hmm. then they produce material to show, to, to help, to help co- support right. that. So we got to be careful in doing that, right? Absolutely. So that's, that's great, great points. And hey, so I, I want to jump in. I agree with everything um, you ladies have said. One of the things that I want to kind of talk about is um, structure in terms of the family. One thing that I've noticed is that over time, we've uh, we've always seen there's different types of structures in our families. We have our single family homes. We have our two parent household. We now have we have households where there are no parents involved. Mm. And so um, I, I want us to kind of, I don't want to say go back, but go to a new um, when we talk about our black families and the structure that, uh, you know, has proven to be beneficial for our families. Um, I was reading, there was some research that someone was doing it. And the research that she was um, pretty much doing, it had to do with black children in particular, black children not needing uh, as white children to be in a two-parent household. What what the research was saying that it wasn't as detrimental for black children to uh, not have a two-parent household as it would be for a white child not to have a two-parent household. Um, basically, the researcher was suggesting that there were other factors that played a, a more integral part on, on the black child, and those factors had to do with poverty. Those factors had to do with um, even race, systematic racism. Mm. However, um, a lot of people kind of attack that research. I, and there's some forms, I agree, poverty, systematic racism, all of that. Mm-hmm. But when we began to say our family structure does not matter as mm-hmm. much as uh, another, it, that's when we let go. It does matter. It does. 
And we got to hold on to that. There was also some research done, and it had to do primarily with black males. And what the research was saying was that all, ch all black children, all children, but black boys in particular, the research was suggesting that those boys who did come up in two-parent households were not as disadvantaged. And it was because there were three things that they said were present. And those three things were time, attention, and income. You mm -hmm. said that, didn't mm -hmm. you, Judge? Mm -hmm. We need the income. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we do need daddy out there working. Yeah. But now we got mama working, too. Yeah. So in our, all of our households now, mom sometimes work just as hard as dad. We're all out there. Mm -hmm. But that's where big mama came in. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> there you but go. grandma working. Yeah. And now, you know, we And where is that. the village? There is not. The village but does not exist. That's right. Mm. Right. But here's my thing, too. And the... I'm a little cautious. I, I know all the data and the statistics, and we historically talk about the importance of marriage. And I am an, a, a proponent of marriage. But I also look at that whole marriage concept kind of critically, too, because, yeah, my grandparents were married for 60-plus years until one of them passed away. But that was a whole lot of stuff that went on in in Ooh. those 60 50 plus <laughs> marriages mm -hmm. you know your marriages and so <laughs> and so even though and and i've just been doing a very i've been very critical lately not to be negative but just looking at different mm -hmm. my own different family dynamics mm -hmm. on both sides mm -hmm. of my family Come and on, yeah we had we had marriages and i'm grateful for that i learned a lot from watching those examples but there was a whole lot of stuff that happened, a whole lot of dysfunction mm -hmm. that just got swept mm -hmm. under mm -hmm. the rug. And so for me, it's not so much about our children growing up in marriages and households where the parents are Come married, mm -hmm. but it's about growing up in households that are healthy, healthy right. where both or all, who, who, whoever the parents are, mm -hmm. that they are healed and authentic mm -hmm. and nurtured and loved. And as a woman who has been married, I can say that is not always the case. Yeah. And so it's not so much about stressing the marriage because that can just be a license and a title. Mm -hmm. It's about are we doing the work, work in our families and households to make sure mm -hmm. that we have healthy Parents. Well, that's and what I, I want to lead into. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, go ahead. I just wanted to, I totally, totally agree mm -hmm. because I'm not on my first marriage, okay? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I totally agree. But that's when we, we shifted a little bit. We were talking structure, but now we're talking about dynamics more. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they are yeah. two different yeah, things. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, we began to talk about the family dynamics. Mm -hmm. And you say, where do we go from here? That's, that's where we got the focus because guess what? We get our emotional well-being we get our physical economic from our family support yes right absolutely. so all of those dynamics where do we go we got to work on that stuff yeah the answer is not just getting married mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. i got this system in place i mm -hmm. have mom i have dad i got everybody in the house but what are we doing in the house mm -hmm. as judge said what are we right. doing we have to focus and improve those dynamics, those interactions with the family members. So we segue to the structure, right? Mm -hmm. we, 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 we introduce what structure is, what, what we have, but now we're moving into what those dynamics are, right? And so, well, I'm curious, Judge, so the family dynamics and structure, 
they play a part. Mm -hmm. But what what part do you see them playing with the cases that come before you? Well, the first part is something that counselor uh, counselor Tanya touched on. It's just now we have everybody is out of the home working. And so one of the biggest things is I think it's just lack of, she, she mentioned those three factors, time, attention, and income. So even when we're bringing in the income, we're not making the time and devoting the attention. And so, and, and the crazy thing is, I'll have kids who are out committing robberies two o'clock in the morning. The parents will come in and I'm like, why did you not know that your child was out at 3 a.m. committing a crime. How does that even happen? And I'm not, you know, anomalies happen. Right. But mm -hmm. I'm talking about on a consistent basis, you have multiple kids getting into trouble in the middle of the night, and the parent will look me dead in my face and say, I have a job. I can't, mm -hmm. I can't be worried about what, I have to sleep so I can pay bills. And so, on a very practical level, I understand that, mm -hmm. and we all do. But I think the biggest thing for me that I think we are missing is understanding we live in this kind of instant microwave parenting world. Like, we think all you do is birth the baby, send them to school, make sure they have a roof over their heads, and it should be all good. Right. But parenting is hard work. Yes. I, mm -hmm. what I always tell people, parenting is service and sacrifice. And quite frankly, mm -hmm. the joys of it exist, but the sacrifice and the service <laughs> yeah. is, is the biggest right. part of it. it. Parenting is one of those things where the benefits come, I think, they, they come later. later. Yes, you, when they you, come mm -hmm. you, you reap the rewards <laughs> yes, later. Yes, you can see and so it later. I see so many of our parents don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And they don't look at it as a full-time job. It's kind of the parenting comes second. Okay, that's good stuff. We're, mm -hmm. we're, we're in. We're in. So we're going to take a break. Um, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to um, tell you, we're going to talk to you for a minute. Counselor Time, we'll talk to you for a minute. But we're going to go ahead and break now. Yo. Yo, take the window lock off, man. It's crazy. Move the seat up a little bit, too. I feel you, man. Where we going? On the ride. That's all I need to know. Talk to it's a shame you don't treat me right. Nah. And I stick by your side. Girl, I work this nine to five. Working. To buy you the things that you like. Uh, you know it's Tell me what I'm supposed to do when 
when I can have any other but girl I want you True. And tell me what I'm supposed to say Shame. When I tell you I love you when you run away oh, So stop and turn around And receive my love loving. I pick you off the ground Cloud night cause you deserve it So many things I wanna do But first I need to be with you So I can make your dreams come true But every time I try you deny me not cool Like why I'm not giving my all When you act like you don't care at all I guess I'm a sucker for love But I believe in you baby so I never give up Every time I buy you things you play the game You run, run, run and you run, run Can't you see my heart's in pain when you run away You run, run, run and you run, run I'm so sick of this gimme kiss Shorty, she the baddest. What you think, Mike, man? She's sicker than your average classic. Shorty mean, Joe Green, the one. Every time I show her the good life, she run. Paula Bean town pretty. Black truck through the city. Red dot high boot. Looking sexy and witty. Ooh. I'm on stage having fun with the boys and no thoughts and learn my All right, we are back. We are back and we're back in it. But now we got a special guest. We got another co-host in here <laughs> that fought through that Atlanta traffic. You guys, I introduced him already, but I want him to introduce himself. Um, and then we're going to bring him on in to the to the conversation. Cool. I'm Derek Hill. And, um, man, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much uh, for having me. And just to join the conversation, um, a little bit about what I do. Um, I work uh, with and for Mr. Steve Harvey. And I give leadership to the Steve Harvey Virtual Mentoring Program, which is a program for boys uh, between the ages of 13 and 18, many who don't have a father in their lives. And my job is to surround and bring other men so we can be those 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 surrogate fathers for them. Um, a lot of times you see Steve Harvey on uh, Family Feud, seeing him doing his thing on television and radio. But um, yeah, he has a heart for young people, yes. and I'm just glad to be able to be in that space right there. All right, D, we thank you for having me because we needed some of that male perspective going on. Because, yes. you know, we, you know, we're three strong women, four strong women, five strong women with my best here. And we, you know, we will take over in a minute. But we need, we understand and know we need that male perspective. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about, we just finished talking about the structure and the dynamics of a family. I gave some statistics of pretty much. Um, what under, what will we say when we say that we're an underserved community? Um, and so now we are into talking about the mental health assessments and the mental health um, perspective of kind of like the breakdown, the structure of the family. Um, Candace, you have you've been doing mental health assessments for courts, um, mental health services, um, and these assessments. The main purpose, what we call a biopsychosocial, the main purpose of those assessments are to identify family history, identify the strengths and weaknesses of a family, and, you know, both healthy and and unhealthy. So with that, um, I kind of want to kind of get your perspective um, about what you see when you're doing these mental health assessments. Are there any trends that you see that you say, "Uh uh-huh, I can see the breakdown, Uh uh-huh, I can see the dynamics? Um, absolutely. Um, the biopsychosocials are just that. I'm looking at the biological, um, what's, what's the family history when it comes to illnesses? Um, what is going on as far as mental health issues? And this is what I'm finding uh, when I'm doing biopsychosocials. 
Mom, do you have any mental health issues? Well, I think I may be ADHD. Does dad have any mental health issues? You know what? He act like he is bipolar. <laughs> then it's like, okay. And you know what? His mama had a nervous breakdown too. Mm-hmm. And I think his daddy was on, on crack. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when I start seeing these trends, and it's just not that. It can be economical, mm-hmm. but um, I'm just giving the mental health aspect of it because that's what I focus mostly on. Mm-hmm. But what I have found, I've been doing mental health assessments. It's been about 12 years. And now that I've gone into coaching, what I'm seeing now is that we have done a job of, I don't want to say great job because it's tremendous. We're like the generation of generational curses, hurt, mm-hmm. and trauma on steroids mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it has not been addressed. So what mm-hmm. I'm seeing now, and I'm not talking about poverty level. I'm mm-hmm. talking about middle class and mm-hmm. I'm talking about the rich. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing now is that we are parenting under a mask with broken places mm. from broken places because nobody ever taught us how to heal because we don't get a biopsychosocial right. unless we get in trouble mm-hmm. or we go see a psychologist mm-hmm. but so what we're walking around and we're walking around with get over it mentality mm-hmm. or nobody ever told us that grandma had a b- nervous breakdown mm-hmm. nobody told us that granddaddy was an undercover alcoholic mm-hmm. so we have a lot of healing to do because we don't know that the kid, the kids, we're passing that down to them. Right. Yes. Derek, I pose the same question. You have a long history of working with families with different in different institutions such as church, community organizations, programs. What do you see in that working in that direction with with families? You know, I think to be because you're you're right. I've worked in with families and I work with families in so many different um, perspectives. And I think for me, I see a I see a disconnect even as I, as of right now. I think the largest disconnect that what I see is communication, mm. um, particularly boys, the parents that are raising teenage boys. Mm. Um, young boys are really having a challenge, you know, finding a way to communicate to their mom and finding a way to communicate to their dad. So I think once we start saying, okay. Mom and dad, let's sit down. Let's understand our sons and our daughters. And I think once we get the communication down, I think we'll start seeing some synergy going back into the family. Oh, mm-hmm. good and, thing. Yes. And I think we have to, Hazel, mm-hmm. we have to normalize therapy. One thing I'm real conscious of, it, whether I'm on the bench or with just in social circles, I'm very open about my own personal journey with yes. therapy. Mm-hmm. Like I tell people all the time on the bench, look. I do some weekly therapy. Mm-hmm. Therapy is a priority in my life. And so I think we have to begin to have those conversations in our communities because yes. we do have that stigma. And mm-hmm. so I think the more that we talk about it and normalize it and show and make it real, I go. Yeah. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean I'm up. Crazy. That just means yeah, that just means <laughs> I need some help. Yes, Absolutely. right. I tell people I'm right. an ST therapist and mm-hmm. I have a therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you know, mm-hmm. right. co- I have a coach. I have several coaches. Um right. we have we can't pull from um, pour from an empty cup. Absolutely. Matter of fact, we should be um letting people catch our overflow. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and I do believe too, you know, going back to what you said in terms of the stigma. I think once we have the dialogue and the communication and let us know that therapy is nothing, it's not a taboo, it's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And it just comes with communication. I think once we just start talking about it and, like you said, becoming normalized, I think then at that point we'll start seeing, okay, well, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I'm not crazy, nothing wrong with me. I'm just being a better version of who I am. And making it affordable. 
and make it yes. yes. that's that's our other issue as a yes. community we don't have the resources a lot of times to pay for it but i think we're what? overcoming too where our grandparents or our families told us don't tell nobody on our right. business you keep mm -hmm. what goes on in this house stays in this house mm -hmm. yeah. so that even we take that mentality over to professionals and that was what you know that was the lead-in you know where for our listeners okay who are who are dealing with this and who see this and have you know been in the family where what goes on the house house stays in the house and they're still using this mm -hmm. today tanya can you give us some things that you know where family is ready they're like you know what i see what this is doing to my family dynamics to my structure but I don't know what to do. I don't know what signs to look for. Can you give us and our listeners things that we need to take away from and, and how do we start that, that, that process? Okay. Absolutely. As Derek said, communication is going to be so key in the start of the process, in my opinion. It's going to be very, very important for us to start talking about what is mental health? Is it, you know, you know, like you said, and I hate to use this term crazy. It's not crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, and as a people, we've had to deal with so much trauma. Mm -hmm. and, and, and mental health is just a part of our overall health. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that detaches our brain and our emotions from our body. It all works together. Mm -hmm. And so communicating, letting um, parents need to understand that there is help, number one. Mm -hmm. A lot of them will label their child a, just a bad child or I don't know what's wrong with that child. And just saying, wait a minute, here's what's happening. This, this, this is interfering with my child being successful. And then figure out who they can talk to. I would suggest be involved with the school. The school has the child more than any other place. Right. Okay. So we want that. We want parents to initiate communicating with the teacher, initiate communicating with the school counselor as a school counselor. I can tell you, many parents don't initiate communicating with me, mm. okay? And so initiate that communication so not only can you be involved when the child is at home, but you can know what's going on at school, too, and what other people are seeing. Because you're going to see one thing, and when they children go out the house, you're going to see something else. Yes. Um, and then know that it's okay that even, you know, as an adult, if you've dealt with this your entire life, it's still okay to get help now. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so those are some things. So some signs, when we talk about signs to look for, when we start talking about mental health and, and mental health um, issues or problems that need, we need to look at. Um, if there's feelings of worry, panic, sadness, hopelessness. Now remember, we can all feel these things at some point. But we're talking about when these feelings get overwhelming and they're persistent. Right. Mm -hmm. Persistent meaning you're feeling it almost every day. All the time when you wake up and when you go to sleep i had a child tell me i'm angry i don't know why i'm angry i'm angry when i wake up i'm angry when i go to sleep yeah, that's not normal nothing's yeah. happened mm -hmm. i'm just angry okay that's an example loss of interest change in sleeping habits um low energy difficulty interacting with other people um appetite or weight changes oh i'm not hungry i don't want to eat just go to the room you know things we have to keep our eyes open families we have to keep our eyes open um uncontrollable emotions excessive paranoia um, long-lasting sadness or irritability, social withdrawal, um, substance use and abuse, mm -hmm. okay, both. Um, we'll see this in elementary school, complaining about physical things hurting. My head hurts. My stomach hurts. Parents, pay attention. Once you take them to the doctor and the doctor say they're okay, if they have these complaints and they're ongoing complaints, it could be, doesn't mean it is, but it could be some mental health concerns to look out for. 
Um, inability to carry out daily activities or handle daily problems or stress. Those are all signs. Um, and so in children, we want to look at school performance. We want to look at, are they um, worried all the time? Are they scared? Do they have nightmares all the time? Things that, you know, we may tend to overlook. We want to pay attention to. Um, disobedience and aggression. At a certain age, this is normal. <laughs> yeah. But if it's persistent, again, persistent, after you've tried different parenting techniques and you see it's still there, um, maybe we need some intervention, some mental health intervention. Mm -hmm. It's worth getting an assessment, you know, and finding out. Um, and then, um, of course, with little children, frequent temper tantrums. So I'm not just saying I can't have my way. I'm talking about we, we're in the schools. We see the kids yeah. that are, the whole class has to come out of the classroom because the child is in there destroying it. Yes. And they mm -hmm. don't want. And this mm -hmm. is something that we yes. see all the time. Yes. So um, just some signs to, to look out for there. But more importantly, um, for families, communicate, communicate, communicate. Don't be afraid to talk about um, mental health. Don't be afraid to say, you know what, I, as a parent, I didn't get this addressed, but I'm going to get it addressed now. Right. Yeah. Derek, I mean, Derek, you you hit that word, communicate. Yeah, communicate. I mean, that seems like that's the mm -hmm. that's that key right there because at the end of the day, if you are keeping it in, you're not helping anybody. And it's going to come out. I just tell my families all the time, it's in the home, but trust me, it's going to seep out those doors. And yeah. it's, it's going to be at that point, once it, then you have no control. No mm -hmm. control because judge is going to take care of it. Mm -hmm. Police are going to take care of it. Everybody's going to come in and take, school's going to come in. They're going to start labeling you, labeling your child. Everybody's going to then start having their hands in it, right? And so it's going to be typically out of your control then. But once it's in the home, you can control who touches your child. You can right. control who manages that behavior. You can control all of those things. So you have to be able to communicate. And I want to say, get get that out your head. What goes on in the home stays in the home. Get it out your head. Right. Because that's not helping anybody. Okay. And we know <laughs> that that's not going to work anyway. This, not this day and time. Right. At all. And, and get it out your head that just because that's the way it's always been done in your family, mm -hmm. that that is healthy and normal. Like she touched on something. I, I always have to ask in court because I hear this every week. Oh, well, I'll say, well, how is he doing at home? Oh, he's a typical teenager. So I've learned to ask, what is a typical teenager? Because I have been shocked by how it's defined by certain families. Right. And they'll tell me something like, Oh, well, you know, he curses out me. He curses out all his siblings. Sometimes he puts his hands on his stepfather. He and his stepfather get into physical altercations. And they say or that's typical? She, yes. Yeah, or, that's typical. Or that's she, wrong. she runs away from home um, at least once a week. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, wait, no, no, no. That's not typical mm -hmm. teenage behavior. So I think mm -hmm. we have to have these open dialogues and admit what's going on and don't just assume but just because this is what happened in my parents' house yes. that now that my kids are doing it, they're safe and mm -hmm. healthy. Yes. Guys, we, we this is good. This is good stuff. Yeah, I mean, our it. listeners are going crazy right now, <laughs> but we're, we're breaking down, right, that structure. Yeah. But you know what, guys, what's next? We got to talk about this economics. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about it. We got to hey. talk about that money. Yes. Okay. And what we, are, what we are finding, let me just say this. Let's take out that narrative of what society gives to us, okay, about our community. Because at the end of the day, we had a history called Black Wall Street. Right. And that says a lot, right? 
that speaks to me more than you guys will ever know because that speaks to me strength that that speaks to me unity that speaks to me us that we're able to work together and and take care of our own where the narrative today tells us it's the opposite right right and let's just be honest I have to go there because it's my show and I can. <laughs> Being an entrepreneur, I've experienced some major bad behavior with my own people. Right. Okay, I'm going to speak on it. I'm sorry. But I've seen some of the narrative be true. Right? But we can't... That, we, we, can't, we have to compartmentalize when we talk about these things and we can't group it all as a whole. But what I will say is that each household, when we talk about strength and community and family, we gotta we have to teach our children and we have to teach ourselves budgeting. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that we gotta get out of the man mentality of we are we beg for what we need and we get what we want because that's what we see now. Can our I kids. tell you something about yes. that? And yes. it goes back to when I was working at the Cab Juvenile Court. Um, I had a young man get into trouble. He was failing from school, uh, failing in school. And I love telling the story because he walked in cutie pie. He was Jordan from head to toe, sweatsuit, t-shirt, and the shoes. The I said, he's failing. I'm the youth diversion coordinator. I'm trying to keep you from getting in front of the judge. I'm trying to get help you so that you're failing. I got to see you in front of the judge. The mom, and I love to imitate, Hazel tell you, it's a school fault. It's school fault. It's school fault. They probably be getting him tutoring Miss Patterson. They ain't even get him tutoring like they told me that they're gonna get him tutoring Miss Patterson. And so I'm listening to her, and I let her go on and on and on. And I said, "Mama, I said I'm not Miss Patterson right now. I'm gonna talk to you like Candace. Is that okay?" Mm -hmm. And she said, "Uh huh, that's okay." And I said, "I don't know if you hooked, took, or crooked for your baby, but he is a walking four hundred dollars." Mm -hmm. In my office right now, mm -hmm. I'm looking at about six, six to seven tutoring sessions that you or whoever bought this outfit mm -hmm. could have paid mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's the economic empowerment right there yeah. because we Priorities. spent the money, mm -hmm. but we could have spent the money too to keep this young man from going before a judge and getting what I used to call, I don't know what color the folders are now, a blue folder. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want everybody to take one minute across the table because economics is what we, we, gotta, we got to focus on. And I want everybody to take one minute to let, let's talk about that statistic that I gave earlier where black Americans are 54% fair to poor credit. And, you know, Again, you all know at the table, that's what I do now. I, I'm, I'm doing credit repair because I understand the importance of it. But I want to go around the table, and I want each, each of you to tell me economically, what is that? what do you feel is that a part of the black family and the black structure for success? And Derek, we'll go with yeah. you first. You know, one of the things in, in, my, in, in one minute or less, uh, I honestly believe that entrepreneurship is definitely the way mm. to go. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for about 15 years now. And what I do recognize is that it's not taught in the schools because I'm inside of the school systems or in those those inner city schools. Um, in the inner city schools there, get a job and go work for someone. So I think from what we need to do as parents is start teaching our young people, you know, budgeting, like you said, mm. credit and how to, you know, how to start a business, how to file articles mm -hmm. of incorporation, how to do those things. And I think once we start finding and teaching our young, our children, 
then they become the you know they become the ones that have the wealth. Is economics being taught in the school? Still? I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's even being taught in no. the school. We knew we took history it's out, a, but it's economics it, out. Economics yeah. is being taught. Um, I think they get From like a, a half a <laughs> semester of it in high school, twelfth grade maybe. Right. Wow. Maybe. So if the fam, so basically, if the parents don't know, then they're not then, being then taught. It, they can't. Te- yeah, they can't teach their children, and so and so. Hence, we just have, and there's nothing wrong with a uh, you know a W two, by no means. Mm-hmm. However, I do believe that our young people are very, very skilled, and mm. we just gotta, you know, Technology we just gotta just there. we just gotta give them the tools and the resources to um, execute. Okay, Judge. Well, this is when we get back to what we started out talking about—that family network. Because, and so I'm gonna give you an example. There's somebody I know, one of my Facebook friends. He's oh, he's real negative. He always complaining about something on Facebook, <laughs> about the state of the black community, this and that. And what I've been wanting to say to him, but I just choose not to on that public forum Mm -hmm. maybe if you didn't have five different baby mamas Mm -hmm. maybe you could be in a better financial situation Mm -hmm. because what's happening with your income is this being split between five and six Mm -hmm. different households and so that's where although you know we started off talking about you know we have to be careful just always extolling marriage just for the sake of marriage but that's where the family structure, yeah. when mm-hmm. we can have that in place and supporting our dollars, keeping our dollars in our own communities. Yes. Like, that's my big yes. pet peeve. Like, I like nice things, but I'm not just going to go throw my money away to the, this top designer and that top designer mm-hmm. just so I can show the label. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no, I'd rather go to the boutique in my neighborhood that's black owned. Right. Yeah. And so we have Absolutely. to start instilling those values in our kids. Yes. Support that's our good. own communities. Let's recycle these dollars. Yes. That's and really teaching. Good. Tanya. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, counselor. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a, no. <laughs> Tanya is good. <laughs> I'll tell you, um, my personal experience, it, it was one of, um, I had to climb out of a lot of bad decisions. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's and it's really lack of knowledge. I'll be I'll be yes. honest with you. And so what I would like to see is um, for families to begin to say uh, the first thing is economics is important. Economics uh, has I don't know much about it. Maybe you know as a parent, mm-hmm. as a family, but who can we talk to where we can find out more mm-hmm. about it? So acknowledging one that uh, we have got to learn more information. Mm-hmm about what we can do to be uh, knowledgeable about economics and then be successful and then identifying who can help us get there. Yes. Um, so those are the things, if I had to give any advice, um, that, that's what I would say. It's okay to, you know, as a parent or whoever, you don't know. That's okay. But now let's say, okay, who can I identify that does know so that not only my child can learn, I can learn too. Okay. And coach, one minute or less? One minute or less. They've covered everything. So I'm going to say, let's start doing like other cultures and allowing our child to piggyback off of our credit. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and put that child, that 16 year old, make sure your credit is straight. Put them Mm -hmm. on your credit card. So when they get 18, they got that 700 um, credit score, 700 or above. We want it above um, credit score. When your child is born, it's not enough to say, get them a life insurance policy. Get them a whole life mm-hmm. um, insurance policy. That's how a lot of the other cultures are paying for college because by the time they get 18, mm-hmm. they can cash out mm-hmm. and their child can go to school debt 
free. Yes. So um, that is my suggestion is that we start positioning our children before they even get to an age of where they need credit and they need the money. Takeaways. Families, if you don't know, it's fine, but don't ignore it. Get you a CFP, Certified Financial um, uh, Counselor, to get you where you need to be. Um, get your credit together. Get those credit people. Me, you know what? I'm going to put my plug in. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to put my plug <laughs> in because this is where I was, guys, and I was tired of it, and I realized there's a connection. Mm-hmm. There's a connection Absolutely. to your economics, and when we talk about empowerment, there's a connection. You can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Last thing, guys, we're doing good. I need to talk about community. I need to talk about community because mm-hmm. in programs um, that are out here, because there's so many programs that are out here that are supposed to be enriching uh, the community. Um, Derek, this is on you. Yeah. Um, my, my father wrote a program um, that was built to teaching character. That's a big word. And when we have character, it adds content to your life and others. Whereas this program, my dad's program, is called Content of Character, and they're looking to adopt this into even the school system. But, Derek, you have so many programs from, from the very beginning. I've yeah. seen you just take a whole um, a whole program of kids, youth, and just, just take it and take it to another level, and yeah. now you're still doing it. Tell me, or tell us, our listeners, how important it is for communities to give back to our youth and families and how impactful are these programs and communities? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think it's very important that um, community agencies and parents and, and, you know, are giving back. You know, one of the things um, you're right, because I do. A, I start a lot of programs and, you know, Ricky Smiley said something to me that I'll never forget when we when I developed this organization. He said that the more that God can get through you, the more he'll give to you. Mm-hmm. And I honestly believe that we just got to be vessels that we just give. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you, if, you know, if you are an individual or whatever, and you say, you know, what, I want to give back. You know, when you make that decision to say, I want to give back and help, there are going to be young people that are waiting for you. Yeah. And to your point, programming is so important you know last saturday i was on the call you know every first the first saturday every month excuse me i was on a call with the steve harvey virtual mentoring program and we had about maybe 200 and um teenage young boys who don't have fathers and who are not fathers are not in the household and one of the boys said man i just thank you all for the opportunity to even just allow me to express myself mm-hmm. And so it doesn't have to be a well thought out program, just an opportunity for young people to be able to share who they are and without being judged. So that's important. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm 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 there with you. And that's why I'm always um, even when in the the different arenas that we all are sitting here in from courts and everything like that. It is very important. Guys, thank (laughs) you. Up next, the next series is is Plight of the Black. Male. Wow. D is wow. coming back. That's D is coming back. D is coming back. And we're going to have some phenomenal black males that are, we're just going to talk, y'all. And then it's going to be the plight of the black female. So I'm excited about Holistic Living with Hazel. I'm excited that you guys so came to share. To and I hope that our listeners, I, I mean, our my, the phones, everything, this is blowing up. 
everything is blowing up and I thank you all um, we are going to answer about two more questions after we get off the air and then um, we are going to move on from there I want to thank you guys for sharing and all your expertise you can hit me on Holistic Living with Hazel on Instagram and Facebook and you can tune in on Real 1100 and iHeartRadio my producer is shaking his head thank you Jay you are awesome you're awesome and thank you all and I'll see you next show Thank you for listening to Holistic Living with Hazel. Tune in to iHeartRadio or TheReal1100.com. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to Holistic Living Podcast with Hazel.